0: Okay, here we go. You're listening to East Leeds Community Radio.
1: Music. Writing. Reviews. Debate. Comedy. Players. Live events. Interviews. Quizzes. Sports. Chatting. Food. Poetry. Upper mics. Freedom to create. From the people to the people.
2: a Radio, but so much more. East Leeds Community.
0: Hello Hello, and welcome to the Vandal Factory radio show slash podcast. I'm Henry Raby and my name is Natalie Quatermass and together we are Vandal Factory Factory. and that was very exciting because that's a brand new jingle for East Leeds Community Radio. Mm. I really enjoyed that. Um and we are back in the studio after a summer away.
3: Coming at you from Chapel FM Arts Centre in Seacroft in East Leeds.
0: And if you're new to this podcast, then Henry and I are theatre makers and artists and activists. And this is a podcast where we speak to lots of different people about creative forms of being political, of um, exploring social justice, of getting angry and getting hopeful. So speaking of which, Henry, how is your hope? How is your anger?
3: I've been quite... Hopeful lately because I am a performance poet, as well. You know, Natalie. Indeed, I do. And I haven't performed for a while because this thing called the old pandemic happened, mm. and it sort of stopped doing gigs. So don't,
0: I don't know that you could still be
3: using the pandemic as an excuse for not performing, Henry. But but, no. but this summer, because we are like we're sort of a back to school post summer show. Yeah, uh, I'm doing quite a lot of really fun. Gigs. I did Seacroft Arts Festival on the big Seacroft Green. We're going to hear about that later. We are indeedy-doo. And I did um, a gig uh, for a mate of mine called Bar uh, in his uh, back garden.
0: Definitely do one of them at our house soon. Get a
3: load of musicians round to just, like, gig. There was three courgettes.
0: Yes, I ate them. I fried them up, actually, because you gave me one. Fried them up with a bit of olive oil and mango powder. Goes lovely with a bit of uh, fresh courgette. So thank you very much for that.
3: You're welcome. And the last gig that I did was at Greenbelt Festival. Shout out to them, which is... Um, it's it's sort of built on Christian principles and there's a lot of religious talk, but it's also incredibly political and social, justicey and progressive. And I did a workshop and a set, so massive thanks to the Rebel Rouser stage for having me do some stuff. So I sort of came out of the summer quite energised and like I want to like keep performing and writing and doing stuff um which is really exciting I've not felt like that for a while so yeah a lot of hope in those gigs like it's not just I sound like I've gone I had a really nice time but also like seeing people talk and perform and share stuff at these gigs is yeah such an energising experience how's your hope slash anger Natalie
0: both are sky high um yeah as we're about to hear in the rest of the show um we had lots of cause to be very angry this summer. The far right came to Seacroft, and we attended a um, a counter protest. Uh, so we'll be we'll be hearing some audio from that later on in the show. And also we did some amazing projects with some beautiful young people and community spaces in and around our local area. So that always fills me with joy Mm. and hope. And we're going to hear about that in Nat's Provocation Stations coming up. But I think we need a bit of music before before we start any of that business, don't you, Hannahs?
3: Yeah, so picture the scene, Natalie. Yeah. It's half ten on a Saturday Mm -hmm. at Greenbelt Festival. Mm -hmm. Henry's been there all day. Mm -hmm. He's just seen Josie Long read from her (gasps) book, got it it signed, and he's like, right, time to make the two to three hour drive home but he walks past the rebel rouser stage and he's lured in by a bit of punk music being played on this on the PA and he's like oh maybe I'll stick around to watch this band maybe I'll hang about for like you know the first few songs so I'm pretty tired they come on they're an amazing queer feminist right girl punk rock band uh, and they absolutely smash it and blow away so I'm like and very very tiredly drove home with them like in my head being like yeah cool bands so um they were called problem patterns and i asked if they could uh, record a little intro to their song which is letter of resignation
1: hey henry this is beverly from problem patterns um thanks so much for coming to see our set at greenbelt um Oh, it was so good. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, and thanks for playing Letter of Resignation. Um, in Problem Patterns we all switch roles and instruments, but this is the one I sing. It's about my experience with the Christian church, quitting it, and like I'm venting my frustrations at their judgmental attitudes towards queer people and like their hypocrisy. Um, I don't know how it is in England, but there are way too many street preachers in Northern Ireland, like It's like you can't escape the hate speech sometimes, so this is, like, my rebuttal to them. Um, Yeah, like, they're pretending they're so happy and their religion is perfect, when in reality, the way church leaders abuse their positions of authority is disgusting. So, in the tune, I'm celebrating my departure from all that. Um, Anyway, I've talked too much. Thanks for blind letter of resignation. Here we go. (laughs)
4: That
3: train is
0: pulling into Nat's Provocation Station. Oh, yes, mate. It is time for Nat's Provocation Stations. And this part of the show, again, for those of you that don't know, I like to take the mic for a few minutes and usually chat about some kind of project or work that's been going on. And, uh, yeah, we dissect it a little bit. And this time, as I said earlier, we're going to be talking about a project that... Uh, Henry and I both worked on during the summer with some young people in and around Seacroft and the project was called Serving Up and I've made a little audio documentary about it. So without further ado, here it is. Serving Up was a performance project that took place over three weeks during the summer holidays. It was a collaboration between the We Are Seacroft Collective and Unfolding Theatre. This project culminated in young people from Kentmere Community Centre and Chapel FM Arts Centre coming together to perform a play called Serving Up. The premise of this play is that young people have opened their very own restaurant where they're the ones in charge. They get to make up the rules and are welcoming the audience into their restaurant for the very first time. This story gave us a framework in which we could explore environmental and community issues that are important and relevant to the young performers. In the first week, the young people from Kentmere Community Centre walked to the Seacroft Forest Garden. This is a garden that's been built by local people involved with the community group Climate Action Seacroft They've nurtured a once disregarded bit of land and turned it into an amazing forest garden where there's growing fruit trees, bushes, herbs and vegetables. Yeah, it serves them. the community and the nature bushes.
5: alike. And they are ripe, personally, I'll tell you about it. Yeah. If they are ripe, you can pick it, all right? Don't pick the apples and the pears yet because they're not ripe. But the little bushes, you might find some stuff on there. OK? And down there is some, well, strawberries. If you find a strawberry down there, you can eat that and all. All right? This garden is made for seacroft. All right? It's made for you. So come in, sit down, and eat the stuff that's in here. think I learned about
2: the French Garden was being exploring all the um wildlife and all the new like, plants and all the animals and all the and trying new things. What I enjoyed about the forest garden is all the nature and all the butterflies and all the things like, I've never seen sometimes. I didn't even yeah. know that licorice you could grow. And um, my The favourite thing I saw in the forest garden was trying the, the blue wild blue, um, berries, but they're, they're like wild instead of starbots. It made me feel like really happy and I'd love to be in like a life, and talk so about all the animals. It made me, seeing it all, it made me just wonder how, why is the world just different? Like one corner is really healthy and no rubbish on the floor and then the other side of the planet is just junk everywhere. Ah. So it made me wonder, I don't understand why would I have many people like that, who care?
0: As well as going to the forest garden, we also went litter picking around the LS14 Trust community cafe. We learnt about what goes into running a community food pantry and a local cafe, as well as a local recycling hub. Each day we were taking all these experiences relating to food, the environment, our community and starting to discuss and reflect and then create scenes yeah. and sketches, which we would then feed in to this story about opening our own restaurant. During the second week of this Serving Up project, we were joined by artists from Unfolding Theatre. We started to take a deeper look Into the characters and the storyline in our play.
2: What we've been talking about is basically how we're making a start. We're basically making a performance about uh, a new restaurant which just opened, and uh, in this restaurant, the kids own it and they run it and stuff. And they've hired they've hired two adults to help them with the stuff, but the adults let them down by. Um, possibly, maybe putting the wrong ingredients in, or there's been pollution. And when we get the food, we open like a massive box, and the, the pollution is just everywhere in the food, and it is it, horrible. Mm.
0: We knew that at some point in our performance, the people in charge, the ones delivering the ingredients to the restaurant, they would need to somehow let down the young people on their opening night. So, we asked our young performers, if you could say something to the people in charge, the grown-ups in your life, what would you say? And they came up with this. we
5: demand more! We demand better, we demand more! Get yourself
2: out of bed and do your job stop being lazy and that we're only children we need gun role models Uh, and get off the safe and stop watching tv you never give us a chance
4: stop being tired You
2: you never listen listen because if you're not gonna listen then basically you're not gonna like get the right things only because you're older don't mean that that you know better
6: Stop breaking pinky promises. We deserve better, we
2: demand more! We deserve better, we demand more! Stop being rude, respect others. Don't tell me to shut up because because
7: we can be right sometimes. Get off, stop watching TV and come and play with us.
2: Don't waste your money on stuff you don't need when you can't use your money to help others in need. We demand! We
0: demand more! We demand We demand more! In the third week of the serving up project, whilst our group at Kentmere Community Centre continued to rehearse with the unfolding theatre team, I began working up the road with the creative team and young people at Chapel FM Arts Centre. In our performance, the Chapel FM young people would act as visiting artists, hired to entertain the guests on the restaurant's opening night. And, just like the Kentmere group, their performances would be inspired by the Seacroft Forest Garden. This group of young people had three specific scenes to create. The first scene would be a band that would entertain the audience whilst the chefs were waiting for the ingredients to arrive. Second scene was a protest, fueled by the ingredients arriving late, and when they finally did arrive, they were polluted and too small, and there wasn't enough, so the chefs couldn't use it in the restaurant. Are
2: you listening?
5: Are you listening? Mm-hmm. What is lie? Everything, everything is. Supports it. What is alive? We're May May not eating up. What is?
0: scene, the invited artists would burst onto the stage carrying super fresh ingredients straight from the Seacroft Forest Garden. When everything had gone wrong and the ingredients had been delivered were too polluted and too small to cook with, the artists didn't abandon their new restaurant, but turned to their community Yay! for support.
5: You choose not to let the scenes. You choose to enforce rarity. You turn apart society over we can end food scarcity!
1: How do we rebuild? How do we reconnect? How do we redefine? Woo! We
7: need to work in unity to better our community. We need to be the catalyst to end the I Iron fit. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Community
7: is the soil of humanity. Community is the lungs of our planet. Community is a sapling growing into something bigger. The
2: future is our new reality. The future is light to come. The future is now!
0: At the end of the week, I was curious to speak to a few of the young people and see what their thoughts were on the week and the production they'd created. Um, I think
4: it's about community and how we all have to work together for, like, everything to be OK and, like, help people who need help.
1: It's about culture and community. I think it's also about sort of helping ourselves and not depending on the government because they're not really going to help us. We have to grow our own food. Um, it's kind of like metaphor for wide society,
2: like activism, microcosm that reflects wide society and the problems
1: it has. Uh, it could be about why like, people trying to solve problems by working together rather than on their own. Um, I like the line about the lie that everyone has an equal chance. I think to me, it's about telling the audience about what's been fed to them isn't actually true, it's kind of to blind them and so of, to me it's kind of like opening their eyes. It's like we're creating this to protest the fact that not
4: everyone is equal in this sort of world we live in, That every and the fact that everyone does deserve a chance to be able to actually live and like do things with their life rather than being stuck in a situation that maybe restricts them from being able to do what they enjoy
1: actually quite new to me protesting mm. I mean of course I've heard of it before and I've seen people protesting I've never really been part of a protest um, I quite like it I feel like you don't have the usual boundaries of you can say what you want to rather than saying what people expect you to
7: say sometimes all you need is the seeds and the tools all you need is the- If the old way don't work need a new set of rules. We just wanna do it our way, and they, say that, we're fools. they gonna say that we're fools. Say we should stick to the books and the tests and the schools. I don't think so. I came here just to give you this info. First night, don't know what your info. Opening night on opening night. that's fine we got a menu for that no meat no dairy no gluten don't worry we'll find a solution whatever your dreams are i mean i'm talking ice cream not a new car and i know we don't look like much or at least we don't look like you or at least we don't look like how things usually do but maybe that's a good thing let's get it started let the bells ring put an order in see what the chef brings. hey Ingredients. Different dishes serving hits, depending what the season is. We give you what you need to live with super fresh ingredients, with super fresh ingredients, with super fresh ingredients, with super fresh ingredients, eight away.
0: There we have it, Henry Ravy, mm-hmm. Super fresh ingredients. That was Kay Grayson, who was commissioned by Unfolding the Theatre to write that. I'm going to class that as my banger of the hour, and that was also a song that Kay performed, and uh, alongside all the young people in the cast um, for us serving up performance, and it was stuck in my head all <laughs> summer long and I think actually it just might be my favourite song ever
3: how, how many <laughs> times so much. <laughs> how many times did you cry during this project Natalie where you were bringing young oh, people together to talk about food and community
0: it was the best I we had such a good time there was a moment when um oh I can't remember there's one line you know sometimes in rehearsals there's just young people are so surprising it's why it's like just wonderful to work with them always and there's moments when they'll say something and it comes straight from the heart like Mm. there's just a connection and the words and what we've been talking about and the discussions and the places and it all kind of clicks for one person and they come up with a line that just breaks my heart and there was a moment when that happened and you turned around to me and was like is this the best moment of your life? Is this what your career's been building up to? And I was like, yes! And I'm being in an emotional mess and they're sort of rolling their yeah. eyes at us.
7: It was good, wasn't it? It was
3: great. And I think that the the, the young people we I worked with, the older group, and... They're so political and switched yeah. on and clued up. Like we have mm. ideas, but like they were the ones that wanted to talk about. And, you know, they were on that recording very yeah. politicized and angry and thought thoughtful. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and that's from visiting a garden. You know, mm. it's it really is um, not it, it the stimulus is there. Like mm. they're ready to... Um, Burst with the injustices that they've sort of grown up with. They're very aware. I've been reflecting on um, what do you do next? Because I think a lot of the time projects like this happen and then they do these amazing performances and the parents and families and friends go, yay, brilliant, Mm. and then it all crumbles. And I really try and make my work that we do in this context have a legacy beyond that by most mostly by getting local people who are also doing climate work and who are like building the garden or who are doing the recycling or whatever the project is like have them in the audience and have them then talk to the performers and i think like that's how you have the connections continue mm. that's not always possible like practicalities was we had more family members that wanted to come see the show than we had space for. So, like, that wasn't particularly possible in this project. Um, but then I think that's why, like, doing things like looking into making an audio documentary like that piece we've just heard or, mm. or doing a film one and how do, where do you send that next? Especially in an area like this where there's so much negative press about young people and mm. so much um, that the places like Seacroft that have a very low self-esteem... Firm about themselves. There's like a collective low self esteem and like we don't deserve any better and it's mm. rubbish to live here and look at all this stuff. I live here by the way, if people are <laughs> like listening going, why is she slacking off this place? No, I live here. Um I love it. Yeah. We, we I absolutely here, love it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a choice for me to live here. Um, which lots of people don't like. It's not a choice for them, but but it is the the legacy continues within those young people who hopefully you're, yeah, you're kind of encouraging and Mm. nourishing those political minds. And you're talking about connecting and looking after your community and, and showing up and being in solidarity with nature and place and Mm. your neighbors and all that kind of stuff. You hope that that then continues and is influential as they grow up. And that's sort of, it's very difficult to measure that. Mm. Um, but I'm yeah really interested in how we go beyond just creating political theatre for the audience and then it, it dying. Because I'm sure that, like, if you took most youth theatre across the mm. um, country, there's going to be lots of it that's pretty, you know, ensemble-based. It's talking about community. It's talking about injustices that young people have to face. So, like, what are we doing with that um, and how we essentially turning it into a political movement, I think, is what I'm trying to ask. And how do we turn it into direct action, really? Have it exist beyond that? Um, Because we've had to take some direct action, a little bit, this this summer, didn't we, Henna's? We did a
3: little bit of the the old DA. So as well as um, some very positive things that have been happening in Seacroft over the summer, such as the Seacroft Arts Festival and this project we've been doing with young people, there have been some very negative things happening, namely... The far right turned up. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Do you know about the far right? Oh, yeah. Old... Uh... Old fashy Miggy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Old fashos. Here they were. Um, so we went to a counter demo mm-hmm. and uh, there was way more of us than there was of them.
3: Can confirm. Uh, so uh, we bumped into our good friend Chris Singleton. Who oh, yeah. He's from Brave Words. He's a theatre maker and a poet and has appeared on uh, the Vandal Factory podcast episode two. Oh, so good skills can,
0: for knowing the episode number. <laughs> uh, you
3: can go and check out his, his chat there. Um, but we recorded a little sort of post match analysis of the demo that we're going to play now from from back then.
0: And you're more than, more than welcome here, and you're more than, more than welcome here, because world. Spread wide and down. A nation's roots spread wide and down. A nation's roots spread wide and down. Cause the citizens of the world. And you're more than welcome
7: here. And you're more than. More than welcome here. And you're more
5: than. More than welcome here. Cause the citizens of the world
3: big fan. Well, we've <laughs> just... <laughs> or at all. Well, we've just come back from a big old demo in Seacroft
4: and we're joined by Chris Singleton. Hiya. It was a demo against you, wasn't it, Chris? It was a, yeah, purely against me. The we... people of Seacroft rose up to overthrow my tyranny. Yeah.
0: I know. Now now that we've come back, I do start to feel a bit bad about it, Chris. I'm sorry. It felt like a lot against one, to be honest. Uh... No, no, it's
4: fine because I was there on the demo against me. I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was also... Gr- no, more, <laughs> no more Chris. No more Chris. Chris. Yeah, I was no more of
3: Chris. It was great. Yeah. No, we've just <laughs> yeah. come back from a demo because uh, far-right groups, different factions, baddons, have called a demonstration against...
0: reet wrong they are, wrong-ins, aren't
4: they? Oh,
3: right, wrong-ins then. Uh, They are opposing the refugees in the Britannia Hotel in Seacroft, and generally that links into them hating refugees, asylum seekers, immigrants, um, trans people, women... Anyone that's different, anyone that doesn't fit into their flag waving,
0: defined tiny group of
3: white nationalism.
0: Yeah.
3: So to paint the scene, they there was like fifty of them, mostly blokes. I Outside felt, the all,
0: pub, we as soon yeah. as me and Henry arrived, that was our first thing. It was like, oh, they've they've cornered the section with the pub in it. Is there
3: <laughs> nothing <laughs> these people won't sink to to take away that's our pub? That's the
0: final straw. <laughs>
3: um and uh, yeah waving massive union jack flags and and with like phrases like no more immigration refugees out one bloke looked like um mr toad like
4: <laughs> look what you say is that judging a horse oh, he competition like he was judging a horse competition oh, really? he genuinely i swear he had little um, rosettes on him and everything like tweed, oh, tweed and wellies yeah. he'd
0: won yeah. racism my
4: favorite <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most racist horse of the day <laughs> um, no it was uh, the one with the, the that had brought his Leeds United flag which always upsets me as a Leeds fan but doubly so like you know when I'm there um, when he had the, the blue and yellow trailing from his Yorkshire flag mm. and was making all his lovely anti-immigration anti-refugee chants mm. and I was like y- those are the Ukrainian <laughs> colours
5: uh... I was like that's
4: really unfortunate for you I don't know if he knew or not so, uh, we... So, the were,
3: counter-demo. Yeah, Stand Up would, to Racism mm. organised one. Lots of different trade unions were there. Um, someone from Trans Leeds yes, spoke.
0: they spoke brilliantly, um, as did yeah. the um, local Reverend yeah, Anne, and who I, she was one of my favourite speakers, I think, who um, told, said something really I didn't know before, which is that the churches in Seacroft, not only are, like, some of the oldest buildings standing, but... Um, the new ones in the fifties were built by local people. So it was just three couples sat in the front room going, we could really do with a church round here. And then they just, uh, you know, everyone put in their tuppence to build Mm. a community building. And they, so she was talking about standing with working people and standing with everyone. Mm. And Um, and they
3: do good work, like lots of work in the community as as a church. yeah.
0: Yeah. And food banks and all sorts. Uh,
3: how many
4: tuppences does a church cost? That's my takeaway from this.
0: Yeah, we, we should find out.
4: How many we tuppences would out. you need? Is a tuppence worth tuppence now? Is it worth multiple tuppences? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> derailing. <laughs> de- <laughs> de- tuppence <top> and eye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we've been sat here doing the usual post uh, post-protest breakdown. It's always a mixture of feelings, isn't it, about how... What have we do- What have we just done? What's happened there? I mean, what did happen is that we marched up to away from the village green, up to the the hotel, and um, sung lots of positive songs and positive chants. The one, a brilliant chant that was made up by someone um, about what was it? Welcome Britannia,
3: Britannia Renew- refugees.
0: We will. Oh, I can't. I'm doing the real one. You are welcome. You are welcome welcome here. here. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get the audio. (laughs) Welcome, Britannia, Britannia, refugees. You are welcome here from overseas. Woo!
5: Very good. What did you think
0: about Henry?
4: Proper
5: banging. <laughs> I, I
4: was behind the, the the people that made the chant up when they were doing it, and you guys were on the front line with a flag, waving <gasps> it very firmly at cars and people. Um, not it's
3: great field. when we get people honking support
4: yeah there was lots yeah. of honking a lot yeah. less
3: great when people shout wankers out their window <laughs> yeah, and do their
4: really little wha- like too. stick two fingers up
0: and then yeah. go round the roundabout to come again to do it yeah. again
4: <laughs> anyway my point was they it was really nice it was like a group of three or four friends I think who'd all come together and they were all trying to find the right mm. words yeah, and definitely. then one of them was like overseas overseas and it yes. was this wonderful yeah, it little, was great. I mean I think
3: it's the greatest moment in the history of the left
4: wing movement yeah. I would say so it's definitely up there
0: and then the uh the right wing the far right came for their march and just went round one of the small roundabouts but we um were sort of in between them and the hotel so Mm. the the main thing is that we're hoping that um positive chants um were heard and over the ones that were filled mm. full of hate
4: there were certainly some faces waving from windows at the
5: uh, yeah britannia hotel, yeah which yeah it's nice to see yeah, and we got that, a couple like, of
0: mes- yeah. messages sent through yeah. that was like read out on yeah on Ke- the megaphone
3: care for calais have been working with those guys in the britannia hotel and We'll have connections to them and I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll feel they have, less. They have a WhatsApp
4: group, I think, yeah. that connects to lots of people in yeah. the
3: hotel. So, yeah, it's it's almost like, I don't know, we're third makers. We come to this language of like audience, like who was this for? Well, yeah. it's for the refugees to feel like they are supported and loved and welcome. It's for the far right to feel like they're not welcome and they didn't manage to march up as far as they did before. And that they were opposed. And I think there were less of them than when they marched back in February that and I came and watched and there was no opposition to them. It's also for us to feel like we're united and connected. And and even though, you know, all the speeches, we sort of all know it, we all broadly agree that it's a bit of a revitalise and a, and, a, and a reminder of like to keep yeah. going for it. In terms of the people of Seacroft, well pro and against i don't know if we change any minds but i also don't know
0: that's the conversation isn't it i don't think the protest is there to change anyone's mind she's certainly not going to change anyone's mind who's um on the the other side Mm. i also think there's a strong argument for which has been happening amongst like various organizations and people who work around here that it's that to have a counter-protest isn't that useful and that having certainly like there can be really strong language used by certain unions and stuff about come and counter the Nazis and stuff. So if you've got someone who's maybe not very political, who's like just a working person or struggling on mm-hmm. the streets, and they're maybe like just hear that. You know, you know, if someone's like, well, oh, I do think that we should put us first before Mm. other people like that. You hear that rhetoric around because it's like there's a lot of council housing around here. There's loads of people who can't get jobs. So that that is the sense. Like, that's why the far right are dangerous here um, is because they can stoke up this. um, Yeah, they're the problem. The people in the hotel, they've been given a hotel, Mm. but you haven't been given um, a council house um, so that, that then jumping into that with language like or oh, come and counteract the Nazis yeah. even if they like that might be true on some level um, can be problematic and certainly if you're talking about like changing people's minds like working on the grassroots and working in communities through trying to feed people like get them skilled up getting people connected with their neighbors like all that kind of soft stuff that we do a lot of that's the stuff that prevents people being gravitating towards far right uh far right groups and leanings i think far more than a protest will that doesn't mean that it's not worth doing Mm -hmm. you know i still went and uh uh but that's just like i don't think that's the purpose of a protest as you say the purpose is to like Demonstrate. It's yeah. a demonstration. It's a physical demonstration that there is an old, there is an alternative other than the patriotic alternative.
5: I'd
4: like to hear from Chris Singleton. <laughs> I, I, only to, uh, I was going to confirm what Nat was saying about like, yes, there is a purpose to protest and to be in there. I think, which is for but me. But now you're going to disagree. <laughs> now I'm going to to say it was all rubbish. No, um, I'm really glad that you turned out to protest against me. That was. <laughs> Uh, for me personally, it, it, it was it was being that extra wall, extra protection, or extra show of solidarity, just for the people in the hotel of, mm. of going. Actually, no, no, we're, we're here and we care enough to come out and not stop this because we can't stop the mm. um, the far right from being there, but to to offer something alternative to make sure that their voices weren't were definitely not the loudest voices that were out in mm. Seacroft today. And like you said, they that they kind of went round the roundabout, turned away, and, and went back. Whereas had we not been there, all of those grass verges could have been could have been used by them in mm. in high visibility of the hotel, within audible range of the hotel, they could have stayed there for however long they. Yeah. We
3: we definitely claimed the much more visible spaces. Yeah, people we, what driving would you call
0: past, that? like a, a dual carriageway with two. We're in between two major roundabouts, mm. aren't we? That go from North Leeds to towards York and like mm-hmm. along the the um, ring road and that. So it's a very visible spot. Mm. Um, Wait, Henry, you said something um, interesting before for the first time ever. Whoa! Um, and it was about... I can't remember what I was going to say now.
3: Uh, whoa.
0: I got too distracted by making a dig. It was a good to be
4: fair.
3: I will say, like, I think we get bogged down in, in speeches and I yeah. think it is nice that different perspectives, different people have their say. Um, they're all saying the right thing and we all agree and clap. But I think a couple of speeches... 10 minutes of banging tunes Absolutely. and then and then some speeches some songs like especially as there's lots of seacroft kids were like hovering around put on some grime some bangra some some yeah. some um some music that comes from immigrant communities mm. to like show that isn't this a glorious thing they played dolly parton and the style council No, i love dolly parton <laughs> yeah. and i love the style council but like those seacroft kids would have responded so much if we were the side playing stormzy yeah,
2: yeah. i mean i don't Clearly. know i
3: don't know what i don't know what eight-year-olds listen to well thank you for joining us chris singleton i mean i came for the tea and i stayed for the chat what are you up to uh-huh. go on give yourself a little plug Bearing in um, mind this will probably go out in October.
4: <laughs> that's perfect timing, actually, because we uh, Brave Words' next play is on in November. Um, so uh, it's called Mutton, and it's about Mary Bateman, who was a witch in Leeds, but it's also about the communities of Leeds and how uh, living under a, a political system that doesn't listen to us and doesn't value us can make us into less empathetic people. I can't relate to that. That's a curveball out of nowhere. <laughs> it's completely unrelevant yeah. to, to where can people find
0: out more about mutton uh,
4: it is on our website bravewords.co.uk forward slash mutton uh, and it'll be on at chapel fm in seacroft which is of course very relevant to, to now and also three other places across across the area
0: brilliant thank you very much for joining us chris thanks Welcome chris the left thanks you <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Henry, you said something um, interesting before for the first time ever. Whoa!
3: Uh, oh, my goodness.
5: He's doing his own thing! <laughs> <laughs>
3: that is amazing! <laughs> Do you like my little
0: jingle? Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. I'm going to play it one more time. <laughs> for people listening at home, so Henry doesn't always uh, let me listen to the jingles especially if he's made a new one he likes to surprise me live on air and uh and that is a that's a corker let's play it again wait henry you said something um interesting before for the first time ever (laughs) oh my goodness
5: he's doing his
0: brilliant brilliant go on tell everyone at home what what is it why you're doing your own thing
3: I'm gonna read a poem that I've written Natalie uh, yeah okay go on and this one is inspired by uh, The protest that we just talked about. By the
0: far right. Yeah,
3: it's a a fascist poem, an anti-fascist poem, Mm -hmm. not a pro-fascist poem. It's called When the Fascists Came to Seacroft and I'm going to read it out for you. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, that's all right. We should also say that you perform this live on the We Art Seacroft, on the Village Green, Mm -hmm. uh, just metres, mere metres from uh, the spot where the far right protest had occurred and it was also on the same day when our serving up mm. performance had happened so a lot of the young people that had been part of that project then came up and saw you perform mm. um amongst this the older ones who were like mm. on it and kind of know what fascism is <laughs> um and like it's okay for them like to fascism. You no, know? <laughs> no um the old ones came along and cheered you on, didn't they? Uh, you little, little little fan club.
3: Little fan club. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Um, but, you know, we're not radicalising young people. Nope. That's that's TikTok's job.
0: We're just saying fascism's bad. Yes. Which it is.
3: I'll tell you a story when the fascists came to Seacroft and we saw them off by tea. Prices keep on rising to the stratosphere. Bills pierce with fear. Services getting squeezed. 13 years of austerity tears. So the PM, Mr. Sunak, losing swathes of votes to keep his investments afloat, calls it building back better to turn back channel crossing boats. Over to the elites in power who play the same old game, hiding and seeking a foe to blame, using English tongues to lash the language of black shirts, National Front, the BMP, the EDL, it's all the same. A daily brain-rotting racist tirade against immigrants, refugees, asylum seekers for the cul-de-sac, middle-class vote-swinging voices decrying, Oh dear, what is to be done? To the working class already scrapped by billionaires' tough choices. It's called divide and rule, but we are all people. No state and government can brand a human being illegal. So on sunny Saturday in August, the fascists came to Seacroft. Like boozed-up bulldogs practising barking as an incentive, their flyer advertised free parking. They've been watching too many war films, saving themselves for an imagined crusade. What a waste of a summer's day to descend onto someone's home and scream at a hotel. So the fascists turned up like they owned the neighbourhood. To make it even worse, we couldn't drink in our local pub. These visitors called themselves men of honour, men of action, making Seacroft better by... Recruiting for their private factions. Then the vibe was really stinking. They shipped in a speaker from Lincoln who spluttered about our people to the nodding white faces. Well, my people don't spend their Saturday spreading lies with hate up to their eyes, pumped up with cheers for each smear. The filthy said about innocent people I won't repeat here. He stomped around the streets demanding to sink the boats, crossing the Channel, drowning folks whose only crime ignoring imaginary lines, fleeing Western bombs, economic hardship, climate breakdown or persecution. The only thing the racists giving Seacroft that day was gobfuls of air pollution. On the other side, normal people rallied. The racists played Vera Lynn, while we had Bob Marley, though not in person, unfortunately. Sung Irish songs, shared cakes, told their stories about racism, about Christian charity, LGBTQ plus folks and trade unionists too, councillors and retirees and commoners to boot. So raise a fist and say everyone is welcome here, though with the odd exception, and point to the true enemy, profit power, hate, cuts, the real landscape of deception, the powerful cast-down crumbs to carve up our world in pointless competition, so the fascists had a piddly wonder, skulked around the roundabout, calling a handful a whole invasion. I don't believe it is a right to march to a site and glory in intimidation and in the gutters of social media, I was told, well, you call anyone who disagrees with you far-right. Listen, the organiser of the demonstration, a Poundland Oswald Mosley, tars himself with the far-right brand boldly, calling immigration an invasion, parading in plastic union flags. I call them the far-right, because if it looks like a racist duck, and quacks like a racist duck, it's probably a racist duck. For the record, I don't have anything against ducks. They're great. So the leader of the opposition, Mr Starmer must have misread his job description. Things seems to think that reheating lukewarm hostile environment policy is vote-winning professionalism. Mr. Starmer agrees with his blue friends just would do it better and the politicians will sneer and shake hands and compliment each other on another race ran. I am not a hippie. We have never sung By R together. I am not apolitical. One side is worse than the other. I won't roll over, I believe we need resistance, and I'm not a centrist, I get splinters from the fence. I'm not a liberal, because I don't see their point of view, and I will not be limited, I see a world with enough for all. I'll be honest, I'm not a patriot, no love for the red, white and blue, but like my grandpa, I'm an anti-fascist, and hopefully, so are you.
0: Woo! Yeah! It's a banger!
3: If you're interested in more chat about anti-fascism, you should check out our first episode where we talk to Rick Blackman about his book about music movements fighting against fascism in the 50s, 70s and modern day. And you should also check out the episode titled Getting Hot in Here and I Am Dead Inside, um, where we talk to Sharon Bailey from the Battle of Stockton campaign. This is a song by Dave's, it's called Get Out of My City, and it's about when the EDL showed up in Leeds and they got a similar response from local people telling fascists to F off. change your views you fascist madam ba- baduns <laughs>
0: How was your trip to Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Henry?
3: Oh, I had a lovely time. Did like you? I felt energized, energized, energized. Lovely. Being... Give
0: a big old shout out to some of the shows you saw, please.
3: Saskia Solomon show "Fool's Gold" about inequality, bounding between the comically daft and deftly political. It's a show for the late capitalist clown. Saskia is a chaotic jester that we all need in our lives. I went to see Shan Doxie's "Pull Yourself Together," bisexual millennial madcap fun raging and dancing against the gloom uh shan um uh does li- literal pole <laughs> dancing on stage oh, um, but it's so about good. not letting the dread win how do you feel about dread
0: i oh god i could have a bath in dread every morning <laughs> and every night not letting the dread win A bisexual millennial you say oh
3: that sounds good after the act by Breach Theatre was about Section 28 in the 1980s using verbatim uh, recorded audio from people, um, from LGBTQ people during the 1980s. It was a sledgehammer show. Man, people were in tears. Tender, raging stories about contemptible Tory policy uh, and needing to fight against the new Section 28 um, attacking people across the LGBT spectrum, but especially against trans people. Yeah. Um I really enjoyed Salty Arena, um, which was by Thistle Rose Arts, uh, which was this pacey story about two uh, young women who infiltrate an anti-fascist festival to try and like find a little bit more about their plans, which feels very relevant to what we've mm-hmm. talked about today. And I proper loved a show called Duxy Days by Side Eye Productions, which was about um four Muslim teenagers who were in detention. It's like The Breakfast Club. You'd be there for like twenty four
0: hours, weren't you? You've done well there, mate. I was
3: very tired. I bet
0: you were You've absolutely smashed that. Sounds like you've had a, an excellent time.
3: Well, there's one other show that I went to see, which was Duel uh, by a lovely person called pavement And I recorded an interview with her straight after, straight as she jumped off the stage, grabbed her at the Pleasance, <laughs> bought her a bevy and was like, right, what is Duel all about? So You
0: bought someone a bevy? <laughs> My gosh, it must have been a good show. Crikey. Did your wallet, like the dust puff <laughs> out of it
3: especially it. At Edinburgh Fringe Festival prices break, sports, <laughs> how much mm,
0: that's why I'm says the interview yeah
6: so my name's Van Sardegian Zodig- I can't even say my own name sorry I'm a bit fried <laughs> let me start that again uh, my name's Van Sardegian obviously that's my vibe because I'm a, just being a bit of a scatterbrain straight off stage um but yeah, as you can hear, I'm a cockney. I uh, into punk and oi and fair, which is a weird mix. Um, and I like cats. Yeah.
3: <laughs> What's your favourite type of cat?
6: Oh, do you know what? I l- really love a little little street cat, moggy. That's just the you know a bit bolshie and friendly. Um, or tells you to fuck off. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> so it's day two of your show here. Now, it, I've been, in my ignorance, calling it dual, but it's not called dual. It's got a longer title than that. So what's it like, day two of bringing the show up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival?
6: Yeah, so, I mean, it's dual Dog and Air, but it's not something that I am, like, holding against people, because unless you read Farsi, then you wouldn't necessarily know. Um yeah, day two was definitely, I feel like I've arrived. Yesterday was just manic. Um, so it's just nice to kind of get it out in front of an audience after literally months of putting in the work for it. Um, so yeah, just remembering why I'm doing it and why I've been tired and lacking sleep for months as well.
3: <laughs> well, it's not just months, it's years, because you said the show has a, it started in 2019. So can we go back, what was the catalyst to go, I want to tell this story?
6: Yeah, so I... Um, I mean, it's one of those things that I've had in my mind for a little while, but I think the thing that really spurred me towards it was people sort of... Around that time, a lot of people were sort of going on, on about their passports, a lot of British people being like, oh, you're so lucky, you've got a second passport. It's like, yeah, depends. I like, <laughs> don't know if the Iranian passport was that useful. Um, and then also, like, people that had EU passports having to suddenly sort their residency status out and all this kind Everyone kind of being up in arms about it for one reason or another. And so that's, I think, what was like, Do you know what, let's talk about passports, but from my specific point of view. So, yeah, it uses that to hopefully springboard into a wider uh, point of relation, I think.
3: So the show's about, well, <laughs> lots, of, lots of things. <laughs> um, but, like, things I took away are about duality, identity... Um, you talk about being a stateless person but also that relationship with people say when are you going back to iran when you were born in the uk so i suppose like over the last four years how have you sort of started interrogating these these themes
6: yeah i think i was really keen to look at because you get a lot of plays about identity or identity politics and that and that's all valid but this is literally the politics of identity as in the papers that you've got and that you're entitled to and the changes that can, can like literally the rug getting pulled from underneath you. And a lot of people don't realise, I didn't realise, um, that you're not, just because you're born in the UK, you're born a British citizen and it wasn't until literally I wanted to go on holiday with me mates in my late teens that I was like, oh shit, wait, I'm not, what? <laughs> why have I got these papers saying that I'm not working when I'm, like, one years old? And, like, well, I was already at primary school and these papers saying I'm still not a British citizen. Like, just stuff that, like, absolutely baffled me. Um, so that's kind of what, like, the angle I'm sort of coming at it from. And, and then, um, yeah, so I kind of naturalised and I got my British passport and then I went to Iran and then they're like, no, you're, you're Iranian. and Because their laws are by... Blood, so it's like if you've got a parent, a dad, a yeah, some paternal line, then you are, as far as I am concerned, Iranian. Um, so I've got those two passports. Can't can't get rid of the Iranian one, really. Uh, in theory, you can. In practice, it's not actually doable. Um, and then in the meanwhile, like in the past few years in the UK, you've got cases of of the government sort of passing laws that mean that if you've got any ties to any other country that's not the UK, you can potentially have that citizen, your British citizenship stripped, um, and that's you know even with Shaheen Begum, not that she's the uh, most likable person on earth, but she actually wasn't even a Bangladeshi citizen or entitled to one, and yet there was the assumption of like, well, if we take the British passport off you, you can be their problem. and It's like, well, that's not really. It's a duty if you if you you know you you are. It is a right human right to have. A passport and to have protection of citizenship. There is part of me that like hopes that there's kind of mixed Iranian diasporas that come and see it as well. Um, but the team behind it, uh, all like there's a few of us that are Iranian, there's a few of us that aren't, and everyone has their own kind of point of contact with the subject matter. So I think in making it, it was about making all these different points or offers for audiences at different intersections i suppose to relate to um which is why there's you know there's chunks of it that are in farsi and it's not it's you don't you're not expected to understand all of it at all the time and i think that's kind of where we've come from so you know don't come and see it if you don't like hearing other languages <laughs> it's probably not for you
3: if i were to walk into your rehearsal room halfway through the process halfway through the day what sort of, what would I see? What's going on in that room to create this place? Because it's a really mischievous show. I think it's playful. Like you say, there's like so much fusion of different language. There's bits of puppetry and a bit of dance, a bit of movement. It, it, there's lots of, it's almost like lots of fun sketches bottled together. Um, um, projection. I'm telling you what's in your show. You know this. <laughs> this is the listener. But like, what, what, so what would I expect walking into that rehearsal room?
6: so sometimes there'd be some quite uh, lively discussions uh, about you know because I'm writing it and in it so I can never be outside of it so the outside eyes uh, be it the directors or um, the other creatives were really important so there'd be times of like Oh, well, I'm getting this from that. And I'll be like, oh, that is not what I'm going for. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the drawing board on that. Um, and because it's really, it's not not linear in its narrative, so there's lots of changing of orders of things, lots of me coming up with ideas and going, can we just try it? because um, you know there'd be a lot of like raised eyebrows and being like, ah, um, and then trying it and either it'd work or it did. So a lot of experimenting um also just a lot of me being very confused and (laughs) literally not even know my own name sometimes because it's one of those bewildering sort of things if you're in it uh so yeah kind of having people on the outside grounding me and being like yeah this is happening now i'm like oh yeah i'm glad someone's someone's on it um so yeah like really genuinely collaborative uh sometimes al the video designer being like mate that that's like a Two week job to make that video, so that's not gonna. <laughs> so, like those sort of negotiations, like well, with, with the sound and stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, really, sort of lots of back and forth, lots of conversations and collaborations and offers, really, just trying stuff out.
3: I love the mischievousness with the audience. There's a, there's a playfulness at getting them to do things, to respond, to be
6: part of it. It's like The first things I did with it was actually just test the interactive elements out. And even though I didn't have the content for them, I was sort of testing concept. Um, because it is really important for me to be like, look, we're all in a room together. There's no fourth wall. I'm not just telling you this story about when I was a kid and got stuck in Iran it's about us literally being here right now um, and you offering something and doing some of the work because I ain't got all the answers, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was always really, really important, I think.
3: As a theatre maker and a lover of, of punk, is punk an ingredient, a tool, a theme? Like, how do you think that that punk alchemy works within the work that you do?
6: Yeah, I think um, it it kind of filters through a lot in the aesthetic. I think there's... an A sort of rough and readiness to it, and um, there's definitely a lot of the soundtrack, like in the making of it, Uh, it was definitely present in in my kind of personal playlist to write to, and uh, because because it is part of me, Um, it's sort of present in that way, I suppose. Um, And yeah, that sort of like ranting ranting rantingness ish of it if I had my way there'd be more (laughs) Uh, but also I don't play any instruments (laughs) Um, so it's not quite gig theatre but I think yeah it's that kind of like iconoclasticness of it that irreverence of um, taking the piss out of things that may be considered sacred as well Um,
3: there's stuff in there that you say please don't tweet about this talk about this and we won't go into specifics but as much as iconoclastic and you're yeah you are attacking the powers that be there's there's quite a dangerous show right like you don't want to get targeted for some of the things that you're saying is that conversations you've had with your your team yourself yeah
6: yeah so that's where it becomes a responsibility of a collaborative effort because when i first started making it i was like i don't give a shit i don't, I don't care. okay um also because my uh, i have two different names because my iranian citizenship is in a totally different name um But because I am collaborating with other Iranians, it was like, oh, okay. no, actually. (laughs) Uh, It's about their care as well, and also family members and that that are present still in Iran. And so it's just making sure that none of that is out in the ether for anyone, especially now, for people to get hold of, um, to use, not even against me, but to use against people in Iran that are associated with. And so that's, that's where that come from so otherwise i'd be like i don't care (laughs) um yeah and
3: just last couple of questions then one is a chance to to plug some of the stuff you talk about in the show you mentioned that uh male steelworkers go on strike because they're for women's rights and there's a hashtag going around can you talk a little bit about that and why that's important to well why is what is an important platform (laughs) we obviously important to platform but in your words how do you why is that like in the dna of the show
6: so I think with the current Woman Life Freedom movement in Iran, what I think is really interesting and I what, think, what I think a lot of people can learn from it is how there's no what about usery. Um, and so I use the Steel Workers Union as an example because they go on strike and they make the demands on behalf of Woman Life Freedom because they understand that if the women are oppressed, we are too. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's no, there's no like what about us. You know, there's people that have been unfortunately executed arrested that are all that are men that are chanting woman life freedom and you know meanwhile you know black lives matter well what about us and it's just like oh come on and uh, yeah i just think that's that's why it's important to me it's a really good lesson um and what we're trying to do whilst we're up here as well is to get people to join in on that solidarity and so if you look up the show page you'll be uh, sort of more clear instructions on this but the condensed version is we're collecting videos of people saying woman life freedom in whatever language they have and uh, that will make a literal digital wall of solidarity for the Pleasants at Edinburgh Fringe and um, there's plans I can't quite officially announce because it hasn't been signed off yet but um, the plan is to eventually have a big video of all those kind of uh, things compiled together so it's just like woman life freedom cutting between lots of people um, that goes out in time for Massa Armini's um, uh, one year anniversary and also the anniversary of the woman life freedom movement which is on the 16th of September so that's our aim
3: If you could play any introduce any song, play any song what would it be for our listeners?
6: There's loads of like British punk that obviously I would have I would love. In this case, I think I'm going to go for some Iranian hip-hop, which is actually the most punk genre there, I think. It's really political, really, like, just gets ya. Um, There's an artist called Tumaj, who is... uh, He was in solitary confinement. He was nearly executed due to worldwide coordinated rallies. He's now been given six years in prison instead. Um, But he has a song with... uh, a collaboration with a woman called Justina um, it's called Shalag I'll send this to you because the spellings are a bit weird but, um, but it, yeah it's called Shalag and it's by Tomaj and Justina about saying fuck the sort of hijab laws and in the hijab laws I need to clarify in Iran does not just mean the headscarf there's a whole other code of conduct around it so yes that's what I'm, what I'm going to go for
3: با این نسل نمیتونید دربیافتید این نسل یه نسل شیک، شکیکی نسل تیز، تیزی نسل تازه نمی رقصه با سازی با ساز ما نمیسازه نسلی که جواب سلام فرماندتم نداده به شما بیا اراده میگم به اون مثل کامل زن ومردیم چنا هم این یه اختختاریه داره گشته ارشادتون گیر پشت ترافیک که ماه بفرش چره خات اینجا هزار هزار بین خواب کف خیابونیم ولی به صدا میره تا بهچیر راستاننا شناسی که اعلامیه داد این بار موی آاساد میرفته توی بازی با قانونی که پایزار رو روتو بزار زیر پاد با اختیار زندگی کن بگو جااب
5: بی جواب اب بی جواب جاب 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 با اختیار زندگی کن بگووه جواب یه جواب جاب یه
3: Head job, head job, job, head 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 job, 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 بی
7: ما از این تو ما زندگی تو سری نیست دیگه به زور نمیرم زیر این
2: سری هست آهای دشمن های 40 ساله ی مردم ایران دیگه وقتش به فمی نیست نیست به قول شیرزن گرگانی تو این لچک و این قوانین و ارگانی موها من شلاق پیشت تو صورتت حالا خود دانی هر بکش جربه‌ خودتو برام اسلحه بکش من ته و میخوام بدون شما تو هم اسم تو بنویس برا سردره بهش تو کی هستی جانی یه مزدور سپاهی یه بسیجی مخلصی که نزدیک بایانی تو صدت چه خاک کنی از ولی خواب می‌بینی میشم وسط کابوس شب، این دشواری که سرم شده، حالا اشد تو بخون بر از آرویه بدبخت، حجابی حجابی هجاب، حجابی هجاب، حجابی هجاب، حجاب حجاب حجابی حجابی هجاب، حجابی هجاب،
7: حجابی هجاب، حجابی هجاب،
5: هجاب،
0: Kind to say goodbye, but how lovely to be back in the studio. Yes. And what a banging show. We're looking back over our exciting summer. I hope everyone also had a summer that was full of anger <laughs> and hope. And uh, please drop us a line and get in touch with us via... Vandalfactory.com No? Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: We own own Vandalfactory.com And Vandalfactory.co.uk Because I made a mistake You
0: can't get it wrong Um, Get in touch It's really brilliant When when people let us know What they think about the show Let us know If there's anyone Any artists or activists That you'd like to hear us talk to Any gigs that you've got coming up Um, It's really, really great To have people get in touch with us So keep doing that
3: You can hear all the songs on a little playlist on Spotify if you search for Vandal Factory Playlist. So if you want to listen to all these bangers again, get on it. Um, Keep fighting the good fight. Mm -hmm. Stay hopeful. Stay angry. Bye. Uh, 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 I love you. Goodbye. Bye, Raptors.
2: Bye, Raptors.